Sorry, folks, I was muted. <laughs> Welcome back to In Defense of Humanity. This is Al Whitney. We were just listening to the audio version of the documentary, uh, and it's on YouTube, titled Plugged In, The True Toxicity of Social Media, produced by Richard Grannon. To me, uh, I found this absolutely amazing. This was information I had was totally unaware of. Just so the listeners understand, I don't have a social media. I've never done social media. I don't have a smartphone. I don't have any interest in having a smartphone. I found when they brought these technologies in, it was I, I had en- enough um, tugs on my time that I was not interested in learning how to do it. I was not interested in participating. I got all kinds of invitations. People wanted me to... So they friended me to join them on social media. And in the beginning, the people who did that were people I knew that I could pick up the phone and talk to anytime I wanted to. So establishing my first website, which is not social media, took a lot of my time, a big learning curve. I had no idea. I didn't have an instructor. I did have people I could ask questions of, but I had to learn that on my own. In addition, I have a family, and uh, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer, and and I have a dog, and I have a yard, and I have, you know, bills to pay, and I have no idea how people can get all of the tasks that life requires done and spend so much time on social media. However, I witnessed my family participating in social media and I was, they were giving me feedbacks of what was being said and the conflicts that were going on. And I didn't really understand that they had, an, a, a, that they had been conditioned. I thought it was interesting that the psychologist in this 
documentary makes a distinction between conditioning and addiction. And basically he said that addiction is much easier to get over than conditioning. And I thought, you know, I hadn't given that any thought either. I have a whole bunch of family members who are on these devices. And I truthfully, until I listened to this documentary, I had no understanding of what they were experiencing. And I wasn't interested in participating. And I'm still not. It still doesn't make sense to me why I would spend all that time doing that. Why I would waste my time doing a selfie. I mean, my to-do list is long enough, let alone put all my, my tasks aside and start doing selfies. I don't think so. However, I noticed in conversations with my daughter, something would come up and we'd say, gee, what was the movie that he was in? And that was a cue immediately when we couldn't come up with the name of a movie that an actor had been in. She whipped out her smartphone and she had the answer. And every time there was a question that we couldn't answer, out came the smartphone. Before that, we've all had that experience We'd all sit together and say, oh, who, who sang that song or what was the name of that movie? And eventually we'd wait and we knew it, it would come to us eventually or someone in the crowd would remember it. We were just fine with that. I don't ever remember being completely frustrated that I didn't get, you know, instant gratification. The question goes out there and we get an instant answer. But that's how I'm observing the people I know who are on these smartphones are behaving. Uh they, they carry it with them everywhere. I go into a restaurant, and my husband and I don't have smartphones. We go into the restaurant, and we talk to each other. We have taken family members into the restaurant only to have them pull out the smartphone. And naturally, we all said, well, no, let's not do that. But when we looked around the room, I was astounded by how many people are, are at a restaurant with other people, and they're all staring at their smartphones it is really quite frightening. They're not living in reality. What was so disheartening, I was unaware of this until I watched this documentary, is the number of depressions, the, the psychological, the horrific psychological impact this, this mechanism, this media uh, called social media, and it seems to be the, the most common way of accessing it is with the smartphone, is creating depression and suicide. I mean, how outrageous. I had no idea that the impact was that negative on our teenagers. He did bring out, I don't know if the listeners remember, that there does seem to be a difference in the way people use Facebook and, and Twitter or Instagram, etc. He made a distinction between people who were introduced to it in their late 20s or later seem to actually use it for um, a different kind of communication. And they use it to set up meetings or to arrange things. Whereas people who start during their teen years get totally reliant on it. And they, they actually, according to the psychologist that was interviewed in this documentary... They actually move into the matrix of social media. 
And I have noticed I have one grandchild who's on it all the time. And when we try to communicate to her, it seems like she's never rude to us, but it seems like she she looks at us, she puts it aside, and she looks at us to see how brief her response could be so she could get back to it. It's not like she's ever really there with us. Um, she does seem to have been conditioned to communicate in that world, which is the matrix, and have, has lost some of her skill, hopefully she can get it back, to communicate in the real world with people sitting right in front of her, people sharing the meal with her, people having the same experiences with her, people who live in the same house with her. Um, I don't know what's going to happen it, to me, it is very dark, um, and I, th- I appreciated when he said, you cannot e- abandon reality without having mental health issues. And to me, that was so important. You cannot abandon reality without having mental health issues. That is just so basic. All our lives we've known people with mental health issues who seem to be outside of reality, talking to themselves, um, having outrageous anxiety when things are all calm around them. And to think that everyone who is conditioned to spend hours and hours and hours of their time abandoning reality and living in this matrix, this illusion the number of people that we're going to see or are already seeing with mental health issues is going to skyrocket. I have no idea, and I'm eager for the callers to share their thoughts. I, I'm kind of at a loss. I have no idea how to respond to these people. I've never been where they're at. I'm out here in reality. They're someplace else. I have no idea if there's anything I can say to them, any way I can treat them or behave with them that will yank them back into the moment. Even if you want to yank them back into a a pleasant moment, an enjoyable moment, um, an, an event, a celebration. I mean, even if you're trying just to bring them back into the fun, joyous parts of life, it seems like that's going to have to be a, a task. And if they don't, if we can't get them to reconnect for the good things, the positive things, the enjoyable things, then I see very little chance that we can get them to reconnect to learn how to deal with the the not-so-nice things, the bad things, the sad things. How can we share their... How can we share moments of heartache? How can we share grief? How can we comfort each other when we need comfort if we can't even get them to reconnect for happy? I doubt they're going to want to reconnect for the, for the tough issues, for the tough moments. Um, so anyway, I'm, I've seen it in my family. I, I'd love to hear what the callers have to say about this. Taking calls at one 800 313-9443. Again, it's one 
It's 800-313-9443. And I did notice that John Statmiller did start putting out a social media connection for RBN. Somehow I don't think that having an RBN social media has the potential for being as as dangerous or as destructive because that probably is just sharing thoughts and ideas about the network as these groups, these social groups, these girls who get together and um, bully each other, criticize each other. To me, John's social media seems like it's probably going to be beneficial and fairly benign. However, looking at what my grandchildren are do, I can see are, are involved with, I can see some real real problems. I can see problems with their parents. And um, to take this thing away from them, boy, this is going to be really, really hard. I did appreciate them suggesting that the parents limit it to two hours a day. I thought that was excessive, if you want my honest opinion. Um, I mean, even if it, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to use the phone for two hours a day. Of course, we shared one line, but two hours a day, I mean, I don't talk on the phone for two hours a day. However, maybe that's, that's a good place to start. If you, if you start more uh, t- trying to get them to give it up for more periods than two hours, you know, I guess it would depend on how many hours a day they're on it. And I honestly don't know that most parents are aware because the children do it in their room. Um, The parents probably are completely clueless as to what's going on on these, you know, social media platforms, what's being said and how much time is spent on it. So the whole topic to me seems very serious, very important, and I'm relatively new to it because, again, I've never done it. Okay, we have a caller from Arkansas. Joe, are you there? Uh, yes, good evening. Good evening. Yeah. yeah, it's not just the mental health issues. Um, I'll go into my chiropractor. He's seeing younger and younger kids come in with neck and back problems. And if you go to the eye doctors, you'll see younger and younger kids having eye problems because of these devices. Wow. And that's all, that's all I wanted to say. Well, do you think the parents are aware of all this? I would think they would, but maybe they're not putting two and two together. You know, it's interesting because um, I'm watching my grandchildren and I'm watching my children. My children are adults, and they fall into that group that got on the smartphone. I don't even know that they have social media. Some of my, my one, I think one daughter does and one daughter does not. However, they fall into that later group, you know. The, the technology came to them later in life. So I'm not sure that they're aware that their children, by getting involved in their, you know, early teens, that is affect them completely different than the parent. Don't you think it's possible the parent thinks that it affects the child exactly the same way it does them? Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying young. Uh, my chiropractor is saying young kids. 
you know, seven, eight, nine years old are already having problems because they're bent over. Wow. And if they're conditioned at seven, eight, nine, what did he he call them, like native or something? Um, then that's their whole world. That's what they know. That's good. This is going to be really tough, people. And it's going to affect us all. If you just go into a restaurant and observe how many people in what ages are are sitting in a restaurant with their with their heads in their in their smartphones, you realize that this whole society is being uh, this this technology has been inflicted on our entire society. And so, whether we're involved or not, it's everywhere we look. And I find it annoying, but I'm beginning to realize that. Um, annoying isn't going to help. I'm going to have to take it more seriously because it's far more than just annoying. It's destructive. Very destructive. Did you catch what he was saying? I didn't quite get his logic, how this translates into aggressive behavior. Yeah. Now, have you seen that? I have not seen that. At least no. seeing it, I didn't know it. And I didn't realize the, you know, the suicide aspect of it, but I guess it's really not surprising. I guess not, because I guess one thing they do is, I read one article that said they compare their lives to others' lives. That um, it seems when they're when they're doing these Facebook sharing and Instagram sharing, it's like one one researcher said it's like the, the annual Christmas card. We get the annual Christmas card and of course always it makes their life the, for the prior year look like it was just fabulous. You know they say very little about the hardships. They may say something but oh we went on vacation and saw this wonderful stuff and my son graduated and he now he now's in this special thing and blah blah blah. And that they don't necessarily share the downsides. They share all the Oh, geez, I got a great little blouse, or I got a great dress, or I, I met these wonderful people. And, and so they end up envying each other because of these artificially positive messages that they share to make their life look like it's wonderful. Yeah, it's definitely mental. It's definitely mental. Yeah. Well, um, did you have anything else you wanted to share, Joe? No, that's all I wanted to say. Have a good okay, night. Th- okay, thanks for calling in. Um, the producer typed in the box, these phones can cost over $1,000 plus monthly fees. I wonder what the monthly fees are. This is apparently what you're saying is this little habit is anything but cheap, inexpensive. So somebody has to come up with the money to pay for this habit, right? I wonder how much it costs. I don't have one. I don't know. Um Maybe people who have them could call and tell me how much it's costing them every every month. Because I guess you have to pay for the phone, and then you have to pay for the service. And I do notice they advertise uh, unlimited text or something for one fee. So they try to lure you in with one fee, and then you can text as as often or as long, as much as you want. So I have no idea what the average cost is for these phones. Okay, stay tuned. We'll be back shortly.
folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. How healthy are your arteries? Deteriorating circulation has a number of early warning signs. High cholesterol, high blood pressure, fingers and or toes often go cold, arms and or legs often go to sleep, sharp diagonal crease in the earlobe, short walks cause cramping or pains in legs, memory is not as good as it used to be, ankles swell late in the day, chest pain after physical exercise or emotional stress. If you experience even one of these symptoms, your circulatory system is crying out for attention. Extendivite is a natural solution to help improve your overall health. Extendivite is not your average heart tonic. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or find us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendivite. Caller from Wisconsin. Bill, are you there? Uh, yes, Al. Uh, interesting show as usual. Thank uh, you. you know, uh, what we're going to have to do, first of all, you know, I hate to be, uh, you know, somewhat, quote, depressing, unquote, myself, but I don't know how we're going to get out of this. The only way that I can see is you have to understand 
that humanity is under attack and that as a family you've got to do what you can do to withdraw from this, in this case, technology. But, you know, we know about the bad vaccines. We know about the GMO foods. We know about the spraying. Uh, it's a tough uh, situation. Uh, at some point here, you have to come to a realization that, you know, there is a depopulation program uh, in play here. Now, I have, a wife and I have a number of children, quite a few, and one daughter and her husband live in kind of an isolated area. Uh, there is no smartphones, okay? Uh, they homeschool. Uh, they've been raised on raw milk, uh, no vaccinations, and the children are, are just excellent. I have another uh, daughter who tries to homeschool, but all of her children have these little phones and smartphones, and, you know, and they've had their share of vaccinations, uh, you know, and they're kind of bouncing off the wall. So well, it's as good a scientific experiment as you can come up with, you know, as what's going on. I have yeah. an article here from the Daily Mail, which is a newspaper, a prominent newspaper in Great Britain, from June 22nd of 2018. Is Wi-Fi giving our children cancer? Okay, so not only are you, you know, destroying their young mind, but, you know, possibly all this technology is leading them into problems with cancer. Pediatric cancer is off the charts. One yeah. of the, yeah, you know, it's, it's shocking. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm on the Board of Health that I've explained here. Two articles that I'm going to be presenting hopefully next month. One is College Students on Antidepressants. How between 1990 and 2005, the number of antidepressants uh, skyrocketed for college students. 25 to 50%. Now, I go back to my college years, and that's really going back. <laughs> and, you know, there wasn't any of this. Okay? No. And there were some vaccinations, but there weren't the number of them, uh, you know, the 56 or what it is by the time the child's two years old, you know, yes. Uh, and I'm not so sure that the ones that we did have didn't cause problems. But yeah. I think back on my college years, you know, we drank a little beer on the weekends. Okay, we had what were called keggers and so forth. But, you know, when the time came to face a test or finals or something like that, you know, you crammed. 
you were, you know, up sometimes, you know, for a couple days getting ready for that test. And, you know, there was a certain amount of responsibility that you had. You just couldn't go in the corner and suck your thumb. So, yeah. you know, here we are. So, you well, know, and it's uh, interesting in the... In that, well, it's interesting in that documentary, they did talk about the teenagers. They didn't really say anything about whether or not this is impacting their schoolwork. Nothing was said. That doesn't mean it, you know, they tried to cover a big topic in an hour. But sure. I have to question whether or not this is really um, negatively impacting their ability to learn, which, you know, the schools are bad enough, let alone the students are in there and they can't focus on learning because they're too busy in their, you know, smartphones. Well, you don't want them in the public schools, Al. The public schools are lost. Yeah. I left public education in 1978. I could see the way the pendulum was swinging. There yeah. was no way that, you know, you could maintain discipline and so forth. Uh, and this was before all of these uh, additional problems and so forth. Yes. Okay, hold I on, don't know how a teacher that okay, has so break. Hold on. had a great You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. Aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. 
I'm Al Whitney, and we're on the last segment now, and we were talking to Bill from Wisconsin. I have other callers. Bill, is there anything you wanted to add? You, 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 you made some good observations there. Well, one last item, uh, Al, and that is uh, human beings have a soul, okay? And that soul has to be directed to God. It has to realize that there is a God and that the beautiful things that occur in our universe uh, could not uh, be achieved by evolution and by accident. So once, you know, you've got to try to implant in the young people's mind the fact that they have a soul and that God loves them and that they should do what they can with the gifts that God has given them and to pray. Okay. Okay, thanks for that that great thought. Um, I appreciate it. We'll take the next caller then, if that's okay, Bill. Yeah, that's great. Okay, thanks. All right, Mike from Kentucky. Mike, are you there? By, by, by some miracle or something, something's changed in the phone network, and I can call you. I haven't been able to call into RBN for months. Since last summer, there's some kind of software change rolled out in the phones, and uh, <laughs> I get well, dropped every time I call an 800 number. But anyway, I'm on here, so... Uh, there's several things. I studied this from going back into the days of MySpace, and there was an Italian study that looked at computer use and television use after, I think it was 7 o'clock in the evening is after the results of the study. They paid something like 1,200 or 1,500 families to, to go 90 days without any computer games or, or television. Half of the families dropped out, and they had enough uh-huh. data that they showed they showed from that data, that the melatonin levels drops 30% when you expose yourself after about 7 o'clock to flickering television displays or computer monitors. And, of course, we're surrounded by compact fluorescent bulbs and LED lights that flash. You know, and I think in Italy it's 50 times a second, but in the U.S. it's 60 times a second. That always bothered me in school. I wanted to sit by the window because of the dang fluorescent lights. And you get uh, in some places where the lights are wired up wrong, you get one side of the classroom is flashing on one side of the uh, AC phase and the other side is flashing on the other side AC phase, and most people can't perceive it. But if you, if you put a fan in that classroom, you can see the fan blades strobing. Right. And uh, that is what is, that's, uh, they think, what the effect is. Now, beyond that, you've got all these little beep, chirps and stuff like that that are conditioning your brain to be distracted, essentially making you scatterbrained, and a lot of these children are sleeping with these things in their room. They do not need to be anywhere where they can hear that at night, because all through the day, that phone is doing operant conditioning on you to grab your attention. Every time you hear a little chirp or anything like that, it's coming out of that phone. And and so that is causing... (laughs) Cause these children to be uh, agitated because of uh, uh, the constant multitasking that they're doing, yes. and uh, so you need, then you throw in you know food full of uh, you know exposures to antibiotics uh, from chlorine in the water to 
fluoride. That's you know a lot of people talk about the bad effects of fluoride. One of the worst things that it does is it changes your gut flora, the, the natural bacteria that lives in your gut, and that's where a huge amount of the serotonin comes from. So you're affecting your melatonin on one side of the game with all these uh, computers and stuff. Then you're affecting your serotonin on the other side of the game. So you're never fully awake, and you're never you never get really good sleep. So a lot of yeah. parents that I've heard are successful. They use the fine gold diet. They take a lot of the food additives and, and colorings and stuff like that out of the diet uh, and uh, maybe try a low-dose melatonin and shut off all the devices and go to bed by 9, 9.30 and let the child sleep an extra hour or more. And you've done some studies that show teenagers that sleep uh, past uh, 8.30 have much better uh, concentration and results in schools and things like that. So there's even some schools that have started, uh, for teenagers especially, a later school day. Uh, they've yeah. added back recess, added back recess of all things, you know, instead of maximizing the classroom. Well, the... I noticed... Go ahead. And I noticed that, uh, I've noticed that they're also giving them iPads to take home. Yeah, but they hacked those almost immediately. The Los Angeles or Orange County School District did that, and they had it restricted to where uh, they could only visit certain things. And uh, it, well, it didn't take them within six weeks, and the children had figured out how to hack around the uh, uh, the restrictions on those iPads. But uh, the social media is full of just vile stuff. I run a, a local group called Buy Dog, Sell Hog, and uh, for eight years I've been screening out all these uh, just, I mean, thousands and thousands of uh, spammers from the Philippines to wherever trying to sell uh, fake Ray-Ban sunglasses and fake shoes from Nike and fake coach purses and all this sort of stuff. And people will, will click on something to see Melanie Griffith's pet lion she had when she was a girl and type in her stupid password to see this video and get their uh, their account hijacked, and then it starts just spamming out this vile bestiality pornography and stuff. And, and there's nine-year-olds on Facebook. So, I mean, I've screenshotted this. I've sent it to the county attorneys uh, and stuff like that, and they're like, where are you sending me this? And I said, this is what nine-year-olds are being exposed to. I mean, I'm screening it out of my groups and, and getting cussed out. I had a guy from Texas say, what's the matter with this guy? This is the Internet. And I said, not around here. It's not, if I can help it. You know, the stuff that's under my control is not going to be filled with that vile crap. So, well, good, for um, good for you. Well, it's just, it, it, it just, uh, it's just a crying shame is what it is. is because people, you know, it doesn't matter what the rules are. People break the rules and they give in to their children and let them be on there. If they're yeah. nine years old or whatever. Now, Facebook's gotten somewhat better. They've gotten, I guess, thousands and thousands of people suffering post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, there's an article about it last week about all the moderators on Facebook that see all these stabbings and beheadings and violent videos that they have to censor. And uh, it causes them to suffer post-traumatic stress disorder and are not getting paid very much. I think it's around 28000 a year uh, to do this. And if they're accuracy rate drops below 95 percent then their jobs in jeopardy so they're constantly uh you know trying to avoid getting the getting their uh getting their their accuracy rate down and, and uh there's uh, a couple of stories out about it about what they do to deal with the stress of their job 
but oh. uh, it's really, yeah, it's really the Wild West. You know, I don't have much too much sympathy for them, uh, but uh, I think you know there's uh, there's uh, well, and then you got you know there's children that are getting depressed, they, especially young girls, because they're not getting likes or shares and stuff like that. They right. get depressed. Yes. Teenagers yeah. with their second li- the second life has sucked them into where they're not interested in going out and getting jobs. They stay at home. They don't get a driver's license. The, the, the one benefit I've heard them bragging about is like, well, teen pregnancy is down. It's because they don't have a social life. They have social autism. They can't read people's faces or expressions because they're staring at a dang rectangle all the time. I mean, tw- ten years ago, pediatricians noticed this and sent out the warnings that social autism amongst the children is becoming rampant because during their developmental years, they're staring at tablets and screens, not people's faces. So they did studies on this where they walk into a room with a group of people that are acting a certain way, and the children can't read their emotions of the room, and that's because they're being conditioned uh, not to. Their, their, Their development is being hampered. Uh, I've heard in California some of these tech sector and the economy, Silicon Valley types, are uh, firing their nannies, you know, the child care, if if they find that their children are are, uh, being allowed to look at uh, displays and devices, you know, because the people in the tech sector know this, but yet they're selling it to all these schools. I mean, uh, our own uh, rural county here, I don't know, 10 years ago built out a backbone to the to the grade schools and uh i caught the contractors building it and i said well dang how many fiber how much fiber's in that table and they said oh it's 48 strands i said well surely goodness the school kid doesn't need that much uh they're just going to use two so they use two fiber for the entire school all the whiteboards all the phones all the computers going back through to the superintendent's office so he they could spy on everything's going on in that school security cameras and everything all went down two fiber, two two fibers. So uh, I mean, it's you know it's Big Brother on steroids, and the schools are pushing it. You know, it's technology, technology, technology. But it's 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 a big steaming pile of BS as far as I'm concerned. It's not good for the children. I don't think anybody below the age of 16 needs a smartphone. Jim Caviezel, the star of. Uh, um, Passion of Christ and uh, person of interest. He said he gave up the Internet and got made fun of for it. But a lot of celebrities that went back to flip phones because they know the paparazzi and the phone security is just not there. There is no network security. Listen to Will, Bill Benny about that or, or any of the whistleblowers. I'll, I'll let you go, but that's just that's just tip the iceberg, man. I've studied this for 22 years. <laughs> well, I'm glad you called in. That was really good information to share. All righty. Thanks. Bye. I remember John McAfee, one YouTube I watched with John McAfee. If people remember back, he started uh, Internet security. I think I did my first virus protection program was McAfee. And he said people don't realize that the smartphone is not secure. It was never designed as a secure system. It is not, and it, there, there seems to be no plan to make it that way. What it is is a surveillance system. That's what it was designed for, and too few people understand that. Some do, and some just say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, and somehow they believe that all of the surveillance on every action they take couldn't possibly hurt them, um, which is incredibly naive.
Okay, we have a caller from North Carolina. Betty, are you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for taking my call. Hi. Uh, I would like to suggest something that's more on a positive side that I've been trying to do. And I, uh, I remember when you talked, I think, after Thanksgiving dinner, something about your family and discussing civil things for a half an hour after your evening meal. Uh-huh. And it seems to me if families could attempt to get a routine of expecting to spend a half an hour after their dinner meal talking on subjects that are particularly doctrines that they need to know on religion that apply then to the state and the problems that we have and make a poster so that things like the Bill of Rights are there that they going to try and learn and keep a record of. I think that we could really help the family along if we'd all try and do that kind of thing. Well, That's I all think, I had to say. <laughs> well, I think this topic right here that we've, we've been talking about all evening, that would be nice. That would be refreshing for the family either at dinner or after dinner to have a frank discussion of all of this technology. Uh, well, I mean... The the children aren't going to learn it at school. I'll tell you that right now. The schools are pushing it as if it's harmless. So how are they going to know that there is a problem if the parents don't bring it up and, and share that conversation with them? Uh, it's I'm not going to so worry about the problem as I am worried about an alternative positive thing that's not being attended to. Like what? What you, I, I missed that. I, I think the family should be responsible to see that the kids can, I don't mean just kids, but I mean, all, you know, all the different age groups, that things like uh, being sure that they can do the Bill of Rights, being sure they can do the creed, being sure they can do the major doctrines that are going to underlie why we are a Christian constitutional republic. Those things aren't really being taught any place. No. Well, th- thank you, Betty, although I have to okay. say you haven't been listening to the show. We are no longer a constitutional republic and have not been so since 1933. I think we may have time for one more caller. Roxanne from Texas, are you there? Hi. Um, good evening. And we can never forget social media was set up by the government. Okay. And then there's parameters, and parents should not give their child a phone before 16. When I was growing up, I was at 16, I was given a landline, a princess phone, and I would get one hour a night on it, whether I talked to five people or one person. That was it. People don't set up parameters these days. And that's really, you know, again, when your caller Betty was talking about the family. It's up to the family to make the parameters and talk about issues that should be of import to them. Well, but let me ask me, you, do you, have a, do you have a smartphone? No, 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 I have a flip phone. I don't know how they, they set it up. You know, I'm trying to find out. And to me, it seems like initially... You bought X amount of, I don't know, memory or time, and then all of a sudden I see the ads on TV, and they're buying unlimited 
a monthly rate for unlimited. I remember when AOL first came out and we first went online on the phone, we had a limit. Um, we were charged for the amount of time we were on it. And then all of a sudden things changed and now it's a flat fee unlimited. I mean, the easiest thing to me, Roxanne, would be to limit their phone to X amount of either time or X amount of memory or whatever. If you limited the phone, then wouldn't you have the problem at least a little bit under control? Absolutely. And that's where I was saying the parameters. The parents have to set those parameters. You know, that's right. whether the schools are pushing, you know, uh, tablets or computers, I mean, kids are starting to have to learn how to uh, do cursive again because it's so far gone. But for me, I have friends around the world because I've worked around the world. And it's the uh, Facebook is all I do. And, well, I do look at Twitter, but I don't follow anybody. I, I look at Twitter, and I find out so much information that I go back, and I only have 87 friends, and they're mostly family and friends because I have a big family. And I go back, and I can share, you know, some political stuff, some obscure place in California or Tibet or something where, you know, we're helping each other. And then friends will, what they call DM or private message or direct message me if they're upset or something's going wrong. And so we help each other. I think it's a good tool if you know how to use it and have parameters. Nobody, you can block. There's features where these kids are getting bullied. You can put on whether it's Facebook or Twitter, you can ban somebody, you can block them, you can you can set it up where it's only friends and family. You don't have to have 10,000 people you don't know eating on you. I mean, that's your choice. But yeah, there's, and, uh, there's, unfortunately, Roxanne, uh, you're mature and, and these teenagers are not, and some of them are the ones <laughs> that get blocked. And the ones that get blocked suffer this psychological heartache uh thank you for calling in we're going to have thank to you bye-bye call it a night please stay tuned and listen to the saturday night imaging prayer that we do every week take a little time to imagine the world you know we all deserve good night corporate media dominates the american opinion finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon. By Christine, great for heart palpitations. By Anne, before I started using this product, every afternoon, my ankles and my hands would be swollen. That doesn't happen anymore. So if that part of their advertising is true, I have to assume that the rest of it is also. Not to mention that when I had my yearly blood test, only a few weeks after beginning to use this product, 
My cholesterol had dropped over 30 points. I'm going to continue to take it. By Croc, I love this product. It really works. By Brad, works great. Thank you. Tell us your story. Get your Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. We'd like to end tonight's show by reaching up to a higher power, whatever that might mean to you, to assist us in creating the future we all want. Close your eyes as you listen to this beautiful song by Inca Gold called Shout to the Lord, an image families and children enjoying Earth's healthy meadows, forests, oceans, and mountains in perpetuity image them laughing singing and dancing visualize humanity thriving free from want or fear picture the peaceful world we all deserve let's joyfully create our future together
foreclosure lawsuit or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction. A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 